Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network, coming to you from the TeacherCast studios since 2011. Join us each week as we bring you the latest educational news, ed tech updates, and hottest interviews with today's most influential leaders in education. And now, for your host, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is TeacherCast podcast episode number 213, and my goodness, we have a fantastic show. Today, we're going to be talking to a college student who was recently, I'd say a few years ago, the winner of the 3M Young Scientist Challenge sponsored by Discovery Education. I want to bring on today my guest today, Miss Hannah Herbst. Hannah, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you so much. How are you? How is college and how is life these days? I'm doing great. Obviously, there's been a bit of adjustments due to the coronavirus taking over here. Um, but other than that, my family's healthy and we're doing well, and I'm very grateful for that. And you are in Florida, right? Yes, I am. And so tell us a little bit about yourself. You have an amazing story. Not are you the the winner of the competition. We're going to get into that. But you've kind of sped your education up a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your journey over the last couple of years. Sure. So I first got into science and research when I was in seventh grade. My dad sort of forced me to try out this summer engineering camp at Florida Atlantic University. And I was quite surprised when I walked into the camp and I was the only girl in the entire program. Um, so at first I wasn't super into science, but after that week at camp, I just fell in love with programming and building robots. And that's sort of where my start came from. And the next year I entered the Young Scientist Challenge with my invention, which was an ocean energy collection device purpose to help my friend Ruth, who lived in Ethiopia in energy poverty. And I was so fortunate to win the Young Scientist Challenge and since then have had opportunities to continue innovating um, with more recent projects and um, enter into other science fairs to meet other young people and sort of continue exploring and um, designing solutions to our world's problems. Now, you said that you were the only female that was, uh, you know, in your area at that time. How did that make you feel? And are you noticing it's the same thing? Are you seeing more and more females going into the STEM and sciences uh, where you are right now? Oh, absolutely. Well, as a 12-year-old, when I first walked into that camp, of course, I was a little uncomfortable. Um, but very quickly, I realized that the boys weren't mean to me. They were actually really excited that there was a girl there and that it wasn't all boys for once. Um, so that was really refreshing. And I was very surprised by that. So I had a positive experience, but I know many girls who have not. So having that kindness in my life definitely changed me. And I've honestly been building robots with boys ever since then. Um, and I'm still was still the only girl on my robotics team when I was in high school. So you know, yeah. you, you certainly are an inspiration to all of us here. You know, I, I was telling you earlier before the show, I've got three, a six-year-old triplets. I've got one girl and two boys. I'm trying to make sure that I raise them all equally and I make sure that she is doing all of the stuff that the boys are doing. So, you know, as we go through here, I, I'm really, really intrigued by your story because after winning the competition, you kind of did a lot of interesting things in, in high school and college. Tell us a little bit about the last couple of years of, of where you are with education. Sure. So after winning the Young Scientist Challenge, Discovery Education and 3M gave me incredible opportunities and a platform to share my research. Um, I got to go to the White House, speak to 
about innovation, which was absolutely amazing. And this year, most recently, I created a shark skin inspired bandage and won my category at the International Science Fair. So the Young Scientist Challenge definitely gave me a platform to launch my passion for innovation. You know, challenges like the 3M Young Scientist Challenge is all about project-based learning. We as teachers talk about project-based learning from the point of view of it's important, give the kids a challenge, give them something authentic, give them something real world. But I'm curious, from your point of view as a student, how is taking on a challenge, taking on a project different than, I would say, traditional activities that other teachers might give you where it's, you know, stuff that you would see at any other classroom? What is the difference? And what do you get out of having these really awesome challenges to tackle? Oh, definitely. I think that project-based learning is incredibly beneficial to students, especially middle and high school students, when you compare it to classroom learning. Because I'm the type of person who was not a book smart person when I was younger. They gave me gifted tests and I would not pass them because I'm just not academically, like I can't learn out of a textbook the same way I can learn from building something and from solving a problem. So I really encourage every teacher that I talk to, to really take the time to work with your students and find out what their gifts are. Because I I had a great science teacher in middle school, Miss Malou, who really recognized that I was big into this science fair thing and said, you know what, Hannah, you don't really have to do your academic sort of work today. Why don't you go work on your science fair project? And I learned so much more from being able to build and fail and learn on my own than I ever could out of a textbook. I, I love what you said there, learning how to fail, learning how to pick yourself and move forward with things. But that's difficult for teachers, right? I know a lot of teachers who are trying to bring project-based learning don't quite know how to support the students. In your opinion, how would you go through and, and help a teacher? What advice would you give a teacher who is maybe looking to start working with their students on project-based learning or even have students who are interested in something like the 3M Young Scientist Challenge? I would definitely encourage teachers to look into big competitions like the Young Scientist Challenge as sort of a model for how they can gauge their classroom learning works because science fairs were honestly the most beneficial thing to me in this aspect. And I think the best part of that is that you can pick your own problem to solve and really target it toward your student's interests. And of course, the student has to be motivated on their own. But once you figure out what your student is motivated toward, then you can actually help guide them and help them to solve the problem on their own. And I think science fairs provide a great structure for this by having the student ask a question, phase a hypothesis, test and get results. And that model goes for each project, but you can really customize that toward the student's interest. So making sure that your student is doing something that they're passionate about and that they like to work on will make all the difference in whether they're really into it or not. Now, anybody who's interested in learning about this can visit www.youngscientistlab.com. Of course, all of the information is going to be over on our show notes here for TeacherCast podcast, episode number 213. Talk to us a little bit about your topics. You had said that you chose your topic for the Young Scientist competition after um, having a conversation, I think it was, with your friend across the globe. How did all this come together? And what was the first thing that you did when you decided, that's what I want to do this project on? Yes, so there's a program at my church called Compassion International where they connect students in the United States with um, other young people from around the world who are actually living in poverty. And you write letters back and forth, very pen pal style, um, about your day and how your life is, and you get to hear back and forth from this person. And 
I had been in contact with my pen pal, Ruth, who lives in Ethiopia since I was in fourth grade. And it wasn't until I was in seventh grade, right after that summer camp, when I received a letter talking about how she was living in energy poverty with restricted access to electricity and basic resources that I almost took for granted living in the US. So hearing about her issues made me really motivated to solve them because I felt that I had a personal connection with my friend and knowing that she couldn't do anything to solve her problem really, really motivated me. So I took the idea to my science teacher and I said, I want to provide power to people in developing countries. And of course, when a young person comes to you and says that, I'm sure that she was like, oh my goodness, what do I do with this kid? Um, but I think that she did the absolute right thing. And she said, go for it. And don't be afraid to fail and try as many different things as you can. And the end result was an ocean energy collection device that you can place into a moving body of water. And as the water moves, it spins these Pelton wheels, which generate electricity that can be stored. So it was a long process. Um, it was very difficult, but I'm so glad that I got to learn that way. So there you are, seventh grade, right? So, yes, I got the idea in seventh grade. And so when you built this, was it a working model? Did it actually work? Was it a drawing? How, how did you go from, I have this idea to, I, I mean, I would assume that at some point in time, you were teaching your teacher about these things. <laughs> yes, definitely. At first, it did not work. It was, it was a disaster at first. Um, as you'd expect, you know, I had very little experience with engineering. I started late compared to most kids or you see these stories about people programming when they're in kindergarten now. I had no idea about any of that. So it was definitely a very steep learning curve at first. But eventually, I was able to come up with a working model that I took to the Young Scientist Challenge, and everyone was very happy with. So I was very excited about that. Talk to us about that moment. You found out that you won the competition. What were you thinking? I was shocked, honestly. I don't think it set in for about three days afterwards until I was on a plane going to my first um, speaking engagement that Discovery set me up with. It was insane, the roller coaster they put me on. And I'm so grateful for that. But it was very surreal. And just seeing my hard work pay off in that moment is something that I'll cherish forever. What was your family like? What did your friends think about it? I think my brother was the most thrilled out of my whole family. I remember he gave me a big hug and he was very excited. And my parents were obviously very proud and excited as well. What happens after that? Because everybody wants to know, how do you go from, you've got this concept, you've got this thing, and do you put it into practice? Do you get a chance to work with real scientists to see what happens? Like, what's the next steps after you go through this process and you are deemed the scientist? The well, the Young Scientist Challenge does a really, really great job with their model. So once you find out you're a finalist in the early summer, I think, um, they pair you up with a 3M scientist mentor. And my mentor was Mr. Jeff M. Slander. And throughout the summer, you get to work with that mentor leading up to the challenge to develop your project and to work on presenting. And it's a fantastic learning experience to get to work with a real scientist. Um, and then after the challenge, of course, even today, you know, it's been four or five years and I'm still in contact with Mr. M. Slander and with many other of the mentors who mentored my fellow finalists. So the community at 3M is really incredible in that aspect. Um, immediately after the challenge, I got the opportunity to speak to kids around the world and at conferences to share my innovation and my research. And that's something great that I found about 3M is that they're always willing to help students with their research, no matter how old you are, or how far out of the challenge you are. You've said a couple of times how easy this is to get into, how easy this is to start. Again, if you go over to youngscientistlab.com, there is an amazing two-minute video that'll tell you guys everything about the challenge, how it works, how do you apply. Um, you can certainly click on the links and check all that stuff out. But Hannah, I want to know, 
now that you're in college, now that you've gone through this, what does the future hold for you? Where do you see yourself in two years, three years? You know, where, where do you want to go with your life? Well, I'm really interested in computer science and computer technology. I'm actually studying uh, management information systems in college. Um, and I'm really interested in what we can do with data and how we can learn from that. But I'm also working on further developing my other science fair project that I worked on in high school, which is a shark skin inspired bandage. And I'm currently in the process of getting a patent for that and turning it into a company. So I'm not really sure exactly where I'm going with my life, but hopefully it'll be somewhere where I can help people. I love that. I, I love that you've got these things. Yeah, you are creating your own project-based learning for yourself. That is such an important lesson for teachers and for students. Get your students inspired. Get them into these different programs. Get them mentorship. Hannah, how can we reach out to you, whether it's be a teacher or a student, and, and learn from you and also, you know, get start a mentorship program with you? How do we reach out to you? Of course. Well, if you want to reach out to me directly, you can go to my website, which is www.hannaherps.com, just my name. And there's a contact form on there that you can fill out. And I also would recommend going on social media and connecting with me at Hannah Herbst on Instagram, Hannah Herbst 07 on Twitter. And there are many other young scientists you can connect with on those networks as well. So don't be shy because we do want to hear from you. Now, last question here, Hannah, I want you to talk to the teachers. I want you to talk to the students. And most importantly, I want you to talk to the parents of six-year-old triplets. If you have students that are out there that are interested, whether they be in middle school and available for the competition or even, you know, elementary school or, you know, three kindergartners, how do you start your students to have a love for this kind of activity? How do you start your students to be interested in this? And, and you know, if you're not a STEMI person, if you're not a tech person, how do you help your students to get on the right path so that way they are prepared for their futures? Oh, definitely. I think that the main thing is that everyone has someone younger than them in their life who you can reach out to a mentor. So don't be afraid to reach out to even if you're an adult, another adult and say, you know, you can innovate if you want to. This is something that my dad did really well because he is not a scientist. He was a teacher and he put me into the summer camp program saying, Hannah, you can do it even if you haven't seen me and your mom doing it. So even if you're not in STEM, don't be afraid to get your child into a situation where they're surrounded by other young scientists working to solve these problems as well. And the way that I started my innovation for the Young Scientist Challenge was building energy collection devices from cardboard boxes in my garage. So don't be afraid to grab the resources that you have around you and use those. You don't need a fancy lab to be a scientist. You can make things out of whatever you have at your hands. Hannah, you're extremely inspirational. Thank you so much for coming on this show. But I, I do have one more question for you. And, and this is clearly not the podcaster question. This is the father question. What would you say to that girl that finds herself in a room and she's the only girl and it's her turn to shine and kick some tail? <laughs> Don't be afraid. Just go for it because that's what I ended up doing even though I was scared and I would encourage every girl to do that. Very, very cool. Hannah, you are certainly an inspiration. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. And obviously, look, congratulations on not only winning the competition a few years ago, but all of the success. I know you've got some things going on down in Florida, as everybody has this time of year. So stay safe. Keep in touch. We would love to have you back on when, you're, when your company goes uh, public and you're making millions of dollars off of your awesome ideas. One last time, Hannah, how do we get a hold of you? You can go to my website, www.hannaherps.com, or reach out to me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. They're all linked on my website. 
And Thank I you so much for having me. <laughs> and I certainly hope that you guys certainly do that. And of course, all the resources are going to be over on our website over at teachercast.net. This is podcast episode number 213. We want to thank our friends at the 3M Young Scientist Challenge and Discovery for helping us put all of these things together. More information for this amazing opportunity can be found at youngscientistlab.com. I hope you guys have a chance to check it out. It is an amazing program for all of your students in the middle school years. And my friends, that wraps up this episode of the TeacherCast podcast. On behalf of Hannah and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to the TeacherCast Educational Network, hosted by Jeff Bradbury. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at TeacherCast or online at www.teachercast.net. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.